Hi everyone, Larry Bailey here, Mortgage Workflow Partners. It is time for an updated weekly newsletter. Today is September 5th, 2023. We are fresh back off of the Labor Day holiday. Hopefully you spend some quality time with those that you care about. Um, we're going to go through the week of August 28th, 2023, and there was a lot of stuff to talk about. And then uh, we're going to let you know that today is National Pizza Day and what you should do about it. So. There are signs of weakening in the labor market. Find out why this matters, plus what's really going on with inflation and housing. Our first story is labor market lower and slower. The second story is private payrolls weaker than expected. Next story is media misinterpreting inflation, of course. Next story is pending home sales rise for second straight month. Woo-hoo. And then uh, last story is strong home price growth continues. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And then, like I said, there'll be a family hack in there for food if you like pizza. Uh, so the very first story is all about labor market lower and slower. And if you're listening to this on podcast, get over to the mortgage.community. Check out the market updates. Um, keep in mind, all these market updates are brought to you by our friends over at MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. If you don't have an mbshighway.com subscription, you should grab it. And it's also brought to you from Mortgage Workflow Partners. There is nothing that Mortgage Workflow Partners can't help you with, whether it's workflow, whether it's some technology needs, everything is there. If you if you are going to be implementing the Encompass platform or the Um, Other platforms that involve Encompass for any services, give Mortgage Workflow Partners a call at 888-522-7181. Or if you want to email, you can email me. You can email Larry at WorkflowPartners.org, and uh, we'll get to it and figure out what you need and how we can help you. So with the labor market lower and slower, um, the the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, reported that there were 187,000 jobs created in August. While this was slightly better than estimates, job growth in June and July was revised lower substantially, subtracting 110,000 jobs in those months combined. The unemployment rate also rose from 3.5% to 3.8%. So what's going on here? Listen, job gains are clearly slowing, with the last three months averaging just 150,000 new jobs per month. Compare this to an average of 194,000 over the last six months and then 257,000 over the last 12 months with a a 2022 average of 399,000 new jobs per month. Job growth also continues to be revised lower in subsequent reports. For example, June's original report of 209,000 new jobs has been cut in half to just 105,000, which, by the way, is the lowest reading in almost three years. Growth figures for July and August are likely to be revised lower as well, plus a deeper look in the data for August shows that part-time workers increased by 32,000, while uh, full-time workers fell or decreased by 85,000. All these factors point to a weakening job market. And this is how the Fed has been looking at things. They've been looking for clear signs that the labor market is softening as they consider further rate hikes. Um, Will this report be enough to convince them to pause at their next meeting? We'll find out on September 20th, and um, we'll see what happens. So the next story is private payrolls weaker than expected. Again, we have an ADP employment report up on the screen. And while the ADP employment report showed that private payrolls were weaker than forecasted in August, with 177,000 jobs created, Most of those gains came in the services sector spread fairly evenly between trade, transportation, utilities, 
education, health services, and leisure hospitality, so basically across the board. ADP said that, quote, job growth slowed notably last month driven heavily by leisure and hospitality, close quote. That sector added just 30,000 jobs in August, finally after uh, cooling, finally cooling after months of strong gains that may have been overstated due to seasonal adjustment issues. Bottom line here, gang, annual pay for job stayers increased 5.9% and job changers saw an average of an increase of 9.5%. While these figures are still high, obviously, they have cooled considerably from last year's high of 8% for stayers and 16% for job changers. This is, a significant, this is significant, honestly, because it does suggest lower wage pressure inflation. I can tell you again, from the mortgage standpoint, especially technology side, um, for those that were Encompass administrators, like you could almost write your own check two years ago. Um, right now, I'm not, I know a, a, a lot of solid Encompass admins that are just out there looking for next opportunity. Um, and for those that uh, do have positions where they thought they might be able to keep pressuring wages to go higher and higher, so things are cooling off um, as the mortgage industry continues to go through its evolution here. Next story is media misinterpreting inflation. So July's personal consumption expenditures, the PCE, and this is the one that the Fed loves to look at, it showed that headline inflation increased 0.2% while the year-over-year reading rose from 3% to 3.3%. Now the core PCE, that strips out the volatile food and energy prices it also rose by 0.2% in July, with the year-over-year reading up from 4.1% to 4.2%. So what's the bottom line here? With the latest PCE data showing an increase in annual inflation, some media analysts suggested that the Fed should continue raising Fed funds rate. This is the overnight borrowing rate for banks, as a reminder, and the Fed has been hiking this uh, rate to slow the economy and curb inflation. However, it's very important to look closely at the data as inflation is calculated on a rolling 12-month basis. Barry Habib was talking about this literally in like 2021 when everything was going up. I clearly remembered, I'm sure we could pull the clips from the internet, where he's like, listen, you're going to want to wait for like May, June, July, August, September, etc. when the next numbers come out because this is what we have to watch. Every 12 months, an old number gets taken out with a new number in. So, a lower comparison from July 2022 was removed with the 0.2% reading for this July, causing the annual rate to rise. Inflation has actually made significant progress lower from the 7% peak seen last year, and it's now less than half of that amount at 3.3% on the headline reading. Plus, if we analyze the last five months' worth of readings, which provide a more current and relevant trend, inflation is running at a 2.2% pace on the headline PCE and a 3.2% pace on the core PCE. While this is still higher than the Fed's 2% target, these readings are well lower than the annual readings reported for July and show the Fed's lower direction uh, show and show the lower direction inflation has been heading. Next story is pending home sales rise for second straight month. Woohoo! So pending home sales rose 0.9% from June to July, which was much stronger than estimates of 0.6%, drop. So rise 0.9% versus 6.6% drop, huge difference. Listen, and while sales were down 40% from a year earlier, this is not from a lack of demand, but a lack of inventory. We've been talking about inventory and supply you know, for a long time now. So the inventory is 15% lower over the same period. 
pending home sales measured signed contracts on existing homes, which represent the largest segment of transactions, making this a crucial measure for taking the pulse of the housing market. So what's going on here, gang? Despite the media's best effort to put a negative spin on this report, this was the second monthly increase in a row and shows strength in the housing sector, especially considering that July saw elevated mortgage rates and historically tight inventory. Lawrence Young, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR, noted that, quote, the small gain in contract signings shows the potential for further increases in light of the fact that many people have lost out on multiple home buying offers, close quote. <clears throat> so if you're not following Lawrence Young on the socials, and LinkedIn especially, um, I would encourage you to. Uh, Lawrence is uh, fairly public about uh, what, uh, what he sees. So check it out. Uh, next story is strong home price growth continues. So we got the Case Shiller report on here, and it breaks down um, top cities, things like that. So the Case Shiller Home Price Index, which is considered the quote gold standard, close quote for appreciation, showed home prices nationwide rose 0.7 percent from May to June, after seasonal adjustment, marking and that marks the fifth month of consecutive gains. Prices were flat when compared to June 2022 which was when prices peaked in this report. The Federal Housing Finance Agency, also known as FHFA, also released their house price index, which revealed that home prices rose for the sixth straight month on that report, up 0.3% from May to June. Prices also rose 3.1% from June 22 to June 23. Note that the FHFA's report measures home price appreciation on single-family homes, with conforming loan amounts. And this is where, again, I don't necessarily agree with what's on screen, but I don't know if it most likely represents lower price homes. You can get a conforming loan amount pretty darn high in a lot of counties in this country right now. So, um, But it is important that the FHA does not include cash buyers, does not include jumbo loans. And so that's why you'll see differences between the Case Shiller and the FHFA. Bottom line here, Home values are setting new all-time highs, according to the FHFA, CoreLogic, Black Knight, and Zillow uh, reports, and more than recovering from the downturns we saw in the second half of 2022. New highs are also expected in the case Schiller's next report, given that home values have returned to the highs seen last year. These appreciation indexes show that now remains a great opportunity for building wealth through real estate. Can't agree more. Um, every market I've been watching <clears throat> I kind of I kind of wish I had the capacity to, to buy in last year when I was talking about this then because um, those home values are up anywhere from four to five percent um, in the last year. So um, that's why it's always it's risky. But if you want returns, you got to take risk. So listen, here's that family hack of the week. And uh, this week marks National Cheese Pizza Day on September 5th. Didn't know that. Maybe you didn't either. But now you do. And now, now, now I do. So if you want to impress your family and friends with this homemade dough from All Recipes, um, it's easy to make, apparently, and they're telling me it's downright delicious, so you got to try it out. You're going to preheat that oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to lightly grease a pizza pan. Add one cup warm water to a medium bowl. Add one package of active yeast. That's about a quarter of an ounce. <clears throat> and one teaspoon of sugar. Uh, mix that and let that stand um, until it's creamy. It's usually around 10 minutes. About two and a half uh, cups of breaded fl uh, bread flour you're going to add to that. You're going to also add two tablespoons of olive oil, one teaspoon of salt to that yeast mixture, 
you're going to beat that sucker until it's smooth, either by hand or using a stand mixer, with a dough hook. So if you've got like a KitchenAid mixer, it's got like a little dough hook thing, let that go around there. And once that's beaten up, um, you're going to let that rest for five minutes. Turn that dough into a lightly floured surface, uh, and you're going to roll all that into a 12-inch circle. Try and make it as even as possible. Transfer that prepared um, uh, pizza. To, I'm sorry. Transfer that to the prepared pizza pan. Top that with some sauce, mozzarella cheese, or anything else that you want to make on that thing. Uh, bake until cheese is bubbling in the middle and the crust is golden brown. About 15 to 20 minutes, depending on your oven. Let that cool for a few moments before serving. Take care in eating it. It might be hot. Uh, here's what to look for this week. So we had the market closed last week, Monday for Labor Day. Um, this week's calendar is much quieter than last week's. What we have going on is Thursday's release of weekly's jobless claims and also the second quarter productivity. And that's it. So thanks again to everybody over at MBS Highway. Thanks again to everybody at Mortgage Workflow Partners. And we'll catch you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.